Hello and welcome to a special edition of DFS Coach Talk as Crash and I are going to look at the World Series Game 1 and give a preview for the entire World Series itself. Today is Friday, October the 28th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach and the aforementioned Mr. Josh Crash Davis. How are you today, Josh, and are you ready for the World Series? Yeah, I am. It's been what a week now since we've seen baseball it feels like so it seems of, like longer even yeah it does yeah yeah i think it was probably sunday so five days definitely um have missed watching the baseball games in between nba uh but glad we have it back tonight and uh, looking forward to this first game i think it's going to be a really good series yeah, I do too. I, I really do think it's going to be very competitive. I think it's going to be a close series. And we'll give some predictions at the end uh, for how long we think it's going to go and who's going to win it. But uh, we'll also talk here uh, today a little bit about the matchups, what our expectations are. We'll go over uh, you know, the ownership for game one to give everybody an idea for tonight if they're going to uh, jump into it. And then... Um, this will be the only Major League Baseball World Series podcast, so uh, definitely will be posted. So you can look back on it, go through you know the matchup discussion that we're having, some of the pricing, uh, that the way that looks, the Vegas odds, all of that sort of rolled into one here to give you a feel uh, for how it's going to go throughout. So um, definitely looking forward to it. I always love the Fall Classic. And uh, again, I think this is a really good matchup. You got two red hot teams and uh, something's got to give. You know what I'm saying? Sure, definitely. No doubt. Well, quick hello. I know this wasn't on the initial schedule. And uh, so appreciate those jumping in. And I know a lot of people will watch this back um, before the, the series goes and throughout the series. But those that are in here right now want to say hello to Absolute Power, Rose Miller, Aaron Sampson, boy from Cali, Niles Simmons, uh, David Dulac, and of course, Travis Windham, who is a Spros fan, it looks like. So mm. here we go. Payday Friday, as boy from Cali says, and I think he is right. So how about we get paid in a little baseball, a little basketball, and uh, get the weekend started off uh, right. So let's do it. All right, man. First of all, as far as uh, the World Series odds, to give you an idea for the whole uh, deal here, the Astros are minus 185 and the Phillies are plus 165. That's at MGM. You can get a couple of different odds in different spots. DraftKings Sportsbook as well. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, BetUS, uh, who we've been partners with for a long time. Um, all of those options, that's about the price I've seen the Astros as low as 170 and as high as 190. Um, Phillies, you're going to get between one plus 155 and plus 180. So here's a, a, another twist for you, Crash. As far as the odds for how these teams would win it, if you want to make a, a big bet, long shot bet, if you will, Astros in four is plus 850. Astros in five is plus 500. The most likely, according to Vegas, Astros in six, that's only plus 340. Astros in seven, plus 390. 
Hmm. A Philly sweep plus 1,800. So there's some big bucks to be made there. <laughs> Phillies in five jumps all the way down to plus 750. And then either Phillies in six or seven is only plus 700. So other than a Philly sweep, you know, it's uh, I think Vegas knows that this game has the, you know, this series has the, the potential of going either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. And you, and you really wouldn't have thought that, you know, the way the season's ended. Um, the Astros have, of course, had one of the best records in the league next to the Dodgers. And then the Phillies just barely getting in ahead of my Brewers, thinking that, you know, they're probably going to be one and done. Um, when they went into that series against the uh, Cardinals, you know, I didn't give them much of a shot in right. the World Series. So it's crazy. I don't know anybody that had an Astros Phillies World Series picked. Do you? Right. No, no. I mean, I, I didn't see that anywhere. I mean, and no. it was hard to find a single prediction that didn't have either the Dodgers or Yankees or Braves mm-hmm. in it. So yeah. it's uh, wild. What a what a crazy uh, thing. Now, the Astros deserve to get a lot of picks because they did have a fantastic record. They were terrific. But right. Phillies just got hot at the right time, man. I mean, they, mm-hmm. it's that simple. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Hello, Travis Windham, Alan Hayes. Welcome to the World Series party here. All right, let's start off by, let's break this down a little bit, uh, Crash. I'm going to throw the uh, position-by-position matchup at you a little bit Mm -hmm. just to get a feel. Because when I broke this down, uh, it would surprise me a little bit um, and really affected my pick for who I think is going to come out of this thing. So let's get your opinion on it. And again, we're looking at it from a DFS perspective. Who are we going to count on through this series? You know, who's hot, who's not? What do the matchups look like? So uh, let's start off, first of all, with catcher. You've got the Astros, pretty much Martin Maldonado gets the majority of it, Christian Vasquez also. Mm-hmm. And then one of the best catchers, if not the best catcher in baseball, right up there is JT Romuto, who's been amazing. Uh, not only is he a terrific bat, but did you know that he led Major League Baseball with a 44.1% caught stealing uh, rating? Yeah. yeah, he's he's been awesome at that. He really has. And, um, yeah, I definitely like Real Muto here. I mean, I think this is probably one of the biggest advantages that Houston has in the matchup. And um, mean Philly? Yeah, that Philly has. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah Philly has in this matchup. Yeah. Um, over Houston because, you know, the catching difference here is pretty stark. So, Oh, big I time. That, I mean, Maldonado yeah. or Vasquez will bat eighth or ninth. Right. Muto's right in the middle of that lineup. And, you know, he had an 820 OPS for the regular season. That's damn good for a catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also had 10 hits and two homers in the, in the postseason so far. So, yeah. I mean, Maldonado is one of those guys that I usually throw in as a punt play at catcher, whereas Real Muto is going to be – a core play that you're going to have to pay up for, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to be playing him a ton in this series. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. Um, here's another spot that I think is a complete mismatch as well. You got the old man, 38 year old Uriel, Yuli Gur- uh, Ur- Guriel. Guriel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, man, it's, he's still playing, still, you know, hanging in there. Mm-hmm. And he goes against one of my favorite guys. He was huge for me in a couple takedowns. 
uh, Reese Hoskins, and yeah. he's cranked out five homers and a double in the postseason. Right. So um, amazing that he's, you know, now he does get on cold streaks too. So mm-hmm. hopefully he maintains that uh, hot streak there. But I, I think that's a massive advantage uh, for Philly at that position myself yeah. as well. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I think that's the, you know, Gurriel, he makes some timely hits, but he does. Uh, Hoskins is, is uh pretty much red hot. So yeah, he is. Gurriel's a, a you know, a <clears throat> wily old vet and he'll come up with a decent hitter or two, but mm-hmm. big advantage Philly there. So that's two huge check marks for me on the Philly side so far. Yes. Um, second base you would think this would be a blowout for the Astros because you've yeah. got Gene Segura, you know, and he's just a, a veteran that just grinds, gets it done. Again, mm-hmm. some big hits, but not certainly a superstar. And you have future Hall of Fame second baseman, Jose Altuve, who's an uh, incredible uh, player, clutch, phenomenal in the playoffs and all these years they've made their runs. But how about the fact that he had the worst slump of his career in the playoffs, 0 for 25 crash before he had a hit the other day. So Talk about being due. That is unreal. Um, I know. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's that's hard to believe. And then for Segura, I mean, he was really a key play in the Padres series. He hadn't really done much in the the previous two series, but in the Padres series, he was really a key, key play in that series. So... Yeah, um, I think that that it's almost an even matchup, you know, at this. Point, I mean, it's it's hard to believe that. I yeah. know I, I'm with you, though, man. I mean, Segura's crafty and he's cheap DFS wise. Mm-hmm. You know, Altuve, though, I know that stretch was was ridiculous. But you talk about a guy that could turn it around pretty quick. I mean, For sure. Yeah. I mean, he had a, a 164 WRC plus in 2022. Mm-hmm. And, and and he ranks second all time with 23 playoff homers. Do you realize that? I did not know that. No. Isn't that an incredible stat? That is an incredible stat. Manny yeah. Ramirez is the only guy that has more playoff homers. So uh, amazing. I mean, it's a different world because years ago there was hardly any playoffs because just there, mm-hmm. one, you had to make – there weren't all these teams that made it and you didn't have all these rounds – so it's a little jilted, but still the last 40 or years or so, um, you know, he's that clutch and that big of a player. So even though, you know, it is what it is recently, I still think you got to give the check mark, at least that I do to Altuve, considering you think, you know, I think he'll come through. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do and his too. prices come way down. I think um, when they face um, Ranger Suarez, whenever that is, I think that'll yeah. be his moment. Yeah. Yeah. That very well could be. Shortstop, how about, uh, you know, this is really interesting. Two rookies, dude. Two Mm -hmm. rookies. When do teams make the playoffs with a rookie shortstop? Almost never. Yeah. And you've you've got uh, Bryson Stott, who's been fine, man. He's been very good. And, Mm -hmm. you know, ALCS MVP, Jeremy Pena, breakout season, you know, statistics as good or better than Correa you know, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah. I mean, I think this is where Houston has the biggest advantage. 
Um, I mean, I think this is probably their biggest, as far as the matchup goes, I think this is the biggest difference on the teams. Uh, Jeremy Pena has been just unbelievable. I mean, he's, he's possibly been the best player in the playoffs, at, at least in the last series. Um, he was unbelievable against the Yankees and he's just been good all year. So, yeah, yeah I think that, I think that Pena has a huge advantage here. Um, they actually show Edmundo Sosa starting for tonight projected, hmm. uh, but either way, whether it's Bryson Stott or Edmundo Sosa, I, Sosa, I still like, you know, Pena over either one of them by yeah. considerable, considerable. I think it's a mass, massive check mark for Pena. I mean, he's a superstar. He'll make a bunch of all-star teams and yeah and i don't think stott's a bad player i mean he's 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 good you know fun to watch oh, i mean geez. his you look at his stats though this year 653 ops minus six uh outs above average and mm-hmm. i mean 276 average in the second half which is you know well above league average but not anything to write home about i will say this though four doubles key doubles in the postseason when they needed them Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but monster advantage for Pena, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Third base, you got Alec Bohm, who I think I played, I, honest to goodness, I for some reason, Alec Bohm made, I think, more of my lineups this year than mm-hmm. like any other player. I'm going to have to, you know how they give you that at the end in DraftKings? Yeah, and they show you, you played, yep. I bet you Bohm's in my group, but. Uh, wow, yeah. Yeah, I just played him a lot because he. He kept moving up in the order. They, he was like right. seventh and sixth, then all the way to third now, and uh, batted third a bunch during the the end of the season. And he's been in a, in a key role. And depending on who's pitching, uh, they move him around a little bit still. But he's always in a, in a key position, uh, you know, to hit uh, mm-hmm. big hits for them. But then he's going against Alex Bregman for crying out loud. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's. Uh, this is a guy that's just a huge clutch player. Right. Tons of World Series uh, history, and he usually comes through. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, didn't have his greatest year uh, <laughs> in 2020 and 2021. Yeah. But certainly this year, you know, back on 23 homers, 38 doubles, and just clutch. Mm-hmm. So I'd say yeah. another check mark for Houston to even it back up on my side. Yeah, I would too. I think that in just a, a general overall overlook um, in the playoffs, as far as how they've been playing and everything, it would probably be closer, but I got to give Bregman the advantage with the experience. Like you said, he's had huge, I mean, he hit that one home run against um, Alex Bregg or um, against um, Garrett Cole a few years ago. I yeah. think it was, and he just, like you said, he's been clutch, and I think he's probably going to have one of those kind of hits, home runs, um, this series too. I agree. Uh, Rico Harris, how are you, man? Thanks for joining the party here. Um, I forgot to say hello to Katie. Hey, Katie, how you doing? I always say hello at the beginning of the podcast, and I forgot. Um, let's see. We got a couple of predictions coming out over here. Um, Mancini going deep, according to Boy from Cali. There's an interesting call. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a pretty good one. And I agree, you know, as far as either catcher, uh, specifically Maldonado, definitely going to get pinch hit for, pinch run for. You got to watch, you know, the the bottom of the order here for for both teams a little bit because you can get shorted at bats. And that that is not going to help the matter. 
So something to keep uh, keep aware of. JT, let's go Phillies. Okay, we got we got a split some split uh, rooting here for sure. Right. Um, oh, Mike Tyson's in. He's going to knock somebody out if we don't get it going here. Um, Travis Windham pointing out Mr. Hare, Marsh. Uh, definitely a wild card, and he's getting some ownership. We were talking mm-hmm. about that before the podcast. So, And we will predict uh, captains here. We'll give a captain's choice out. Uh, and then we'll give uh, full lineups out for FanDuel and Yahoo on Discord for our members. And... Uh, a core build uh, for DraftKings. Yeah. All right. Back to the outfield now. Left field. How about these for two names? Kyle Schwarber and my probably co-favorite player in the league, Jordan Alvarez. Mm. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, this one's this one's close. I mean, Schwarber's been pretty clutch um, during the playoffs for sure. And then so has Jordan Alvarez, obviously, with what he did, especially in that Seattle series. Crazy. Um, but I'm going to lean towards Alvarez here, just a slight inkling towards him, but it is very close for me. Yeah. I think they're both studs, and Schwarber's always a good play because he leads off. But I, you know me, I'm a, I'm an Alvarez guy, and and he's clutch. Those those homers he hit against Seattle were. Yeah, I mean, they may not have advanced. I mean, I know they swept, right, them, but right. I mean, they were that big and that shifting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's phenomenal, man. He, you know, he had he batted three oh six this year. Crash, did you know that? Yeah. I did. Yep, yep. He was right 37, there. Thirty seven home runs, but the National League home run champion is Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. He had forty six. I know. So just a scant 83 home runs this season between these two guys. Yeah. Good Lord. I mean, maybe they're both, you got to roster both who knows, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very close, but I, I give the slight edge to Alvarez as well. Yeah. Center a little bit different situation here. We've got, uh, you know, some, some speedsters that can run down some balls with uh, McCormick and Marsh. Mm-hmm. Um, guys that aren't, are going to hit at the bottom of, of the order and are pretty much defensive guys. But as we know, you, you get salary in these showdown slates, you got to go somewhere and, you know, and both guys have uh, had some clutch hits. I mean, Chaz had two home runs in the ALCS were both very surprising. Yeah. And then, uh, how about the three run homer that Marsh hit too? Right. So, right. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about this? These two? Um, okay. So I was looking at uh, tomorrow somehow. I don't know how that happened for the lineups here. So, yeah, I do uh, see Bryson Stott now. Um, I would probably lean towards the um, towards Brandon Marsh in this matchup because okay. he has the platoon advantage. Um, the uh, Phillies don't have a lot of lefties for McCormick to hit and the Astros have more righties for Marsh to hit. So looking at their platoon splits there, it it leans slightly towards Marsh for me. I'm going to call this just a dead tie. I I can't pay. I'm going to say tie here because I, you know, I'm not thrilled to really roster either guy, but Mm -hmm. um, in a pinch, I'm sure there's the potential for one of these guys to, uh, to make a lineup, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 
if you get something from them, it's a bonus. And right. they both did in these last series step up. So, I mean, they're not the worst plays in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, they both have some decent wheels. So uh, certainly a pretty even spot, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. All right. In right field, uh, you've got Nick Castellanos and Kyle Tucker. So a veteran and uh, a younger guy. And two guys, obviously, that uh, have come through in clutch situations in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, Tucker, though, I'll tell you what, man, he's people don't realize what a fine season he had. He really did. And he batted, you know, in the past when when Tucker had first come up, thought, you know, this guy's got tons of pop. I think he's going to be a nice player. But it seemed like he was going to be one of those 225 kind of hitters that just has home runs. And Mm -hmm. but he batted 274 with a 341 and a 516. So he's, you know, that's terrific for a young power hitter. Um, and he's also a terrific defender out there too. So for me, I, I give the advantage to Tucker over Castellanos. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I mean, Castellanos is definitely capable of hitting some key doubles and stuff like that, maybe a home run, but I I just think that Tucker's a better player overall. Yeah. More, more ceiling there, but he is going to be more expensive as well. Yeah. True. So that's the other thing. Yeah. No doubt. Stacks money 77. What's up, man? I don't play baseball. Just come in to say hello. All right. Well, save the money. Stack, stack it up on uh, some uh, some basketball tonight. We got the NBA show coming up at 445 in an 11 game slate that I have been on since last night when I was a little angry. So uh, with some of my plays. So I'm focused for today, man. Um, David says, go Red Sox. Okay, David, we're going to have to have a discussion. They, they are not in the world series, but that's okay. (laughs) That's fine. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking, uh, can we afford Tucker is going to be a big question in, in some spots. Cause I really do like him against right-handed pitching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely plan on getting the Tucker, um, you know, going with some lefty righty matchups for some value like Marsh and Stott. And uh, on the other side, um, I don't mind the Mancini call. I don't know if he's going to hit a home run, but I don't think that's the worst call. Yeah. What about the pitching staff? Obviously we have Verchoker pitching game one of the world series. Mm -hmm. And we know my feeling for him, as far as choking in the playoffs, is pretty profound. And then you have Nola pitching tonight, but overall pitching staff wise, we'll talk a little bit about tonight's game and uh, ownership and stuff, but you know, overall, what do you think as far as the matchup pitching wise? We know, we do know by the way that Wheeler's pitching game two Mm -hmm. for uh, they've already announced that for the Phillies. They really haven't announced the other pitchers, but we know who more than likely they're going to be. But yeah. uh, what are you thinking? Where do you give the edge pitching wise, starting pitching wise? Starting pitching wise, oh man, it's close. Nola's probably pitching better than anyone in this series right now. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it to Philly. I am. Okay. Just yeah. from a de- depth percept, 
you know, situation or having Nola like Wheeler? All these starters overall. Um, yeah. I think Nola and Wheeler are probably two better pitchers than any two that Houston could put at them. So I think that that's where I'm going to go with the starting pitching. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so close. I, I agree with you. I mean, I think most people are going to say, well, Houston has the edge pitching wise because they have Verlander and multiple guys that have, mm-hmm. have had success in success in the playoffs. But I think it's really close too. I'm with you, man. I, I think having that second pitcher of Wheeler is really, you know, gives them some punch and, you know, don't think they won't use those guys multiple times in this series either. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the bets are off when it comes to the World Series. I mean, you're talking a full week off basically before the World Series started. And so, you know, these guys are, are ready to go. And I think they'll yeah. think they'll dial these guys up as much as they need to. And Noel's the kind of guy that could pitch game one, four, and seven. Right. I mean, that could very well happen. So yeah. Um, I'm thinking it's it's pretty damn close pitching wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bullpen. I, I will say I have a little more confidence in the Astros bullpen than the Phillies bullpen. Yeah, and that could be a differentiator too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Presley is about as tough as it gets. So he is. So overall, you know, after breaking all of that down, you know, it it's very tight to me as far as advantage i mean this i think this is a really really good world series who are you leaning towards overall to win the series crash that's tough um and another reason it's tough is because of the scheduling you know you've got that three game split in philadelphia in between and so if they can get back to houston to to philly one one after leaving houston then they're going to have a really good chance uh to really put the astros in a bad spot i think so that's going to be key for me. If they if they go down, you know, if they go down 0-2 back to Philly, it could be a six or seven game series. But I could see the Phillies swinging this series if they're able to get one or if they definitely, if they get both, they probably come close to sweeping them. But I'm going to say it's going to go six and I am leaning towards – Houston overall, even though I just said that stuff about Philly. Astros in six. Mm-hmm. I you know, I think it's it is two, three, two, two in Houston, three in Philly, two back in Houston. I you know, I'm gonna go Phillies in seven. Okay. I think it's gonna be a thriller, and I think it's gonna come down to game seven. And I think uh I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the hot team. Um, you know, Philly just feels like a destiny team this year to me. It's just one of those weird. They do. Weird they seasons. do. I mean, I remember when um, what's their manager's name? I can't think of it right now. Um, for which team? Oh, sorry, for the Phillies. Um, oh, uh, I'm drawing a blank too. Bob something. Somebody uh, in uh, Bob Melvin. I thought he was the Padres. Oh yeah, um, that's right. No, who's who's uh, somebody in chat? Who's I'll the look it up. Man Rob man? Thompson. Yeah, Rob Thompson. I, so I Rob Thompson. Remember his name? When the Phillies won their wild card or whatever, he was talking about you know um, fourteen more wins or whatever till we win the World Series, and I just thought it was crazy talk. But I mean, it it definitely. Uh, I don't remember if it was exactly 14, what the number was, but whatever the number is, that's what he right. said. And, and it was, you know, seemed crazy at the time, but 
you're right. It really does feel like they're that team of destiny. So it does. Yeah. 1980. I was just going to say that Nathan Feudy posted it. It does. And I know I'm old, but I remember that series very, very well. Uh, Nat, the uh, 1980 NLCS uh, Phillies and Astros. It was a great series. And that's when both teams were just chuck loaded. I mean, Pete Rose, Mike Schmidt, all those guys on Philly. And the Astros had all the Hall of Fame guys, too. You know, all of their, you know, uh, guys that won for the, the decade of the 80s and all those great pitchers. Right. And Philly came out on top and they ended up winning the whole thing that year. So um, I don't know. I just think it's it's it, it could go either way. And the other thing that's weird is whenever you see a team like sweep through playoffs and not lose any games, mm-hmm. it seems like then they all of a sudden they get in a pinch where they lose a game or two. And they get a little bit of uh, a little shaky. So yeah, I mean, Philly's had a scratch and claw for months now just to get here. Right. And uh, you know, uh, you know the other the other funny thing is too with with Houston is I Dusty Baker is unbelievable. He's like a hundred years old. I swear to God. And he just he's been around forever. He just can't win the World Series though. I know the poor know. dude can't get it. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, you almost want to root for him just to get one, but mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It's, I, the bottom line for me, though, is I think from both a fan perspective for baseball, I think it's going to be very entertaining. And for DFS as well, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be very, uh, you know, pivotal. There's going to be a lot of a lot of uh, swings here that you don't expect. So, yeah, uh, really looking forward to it. So what I was thinking when I was just talking about that, that was actually in Houston when he said that. Because remember, they clinched the wild card in Houston. So I do about remember the destiny that. thing. That that kind of comes full circle right good there. Good point. That's so, a very good point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they won two out of three in that last series um, against the Astros to be able to uh, – or they won one, actually. They won the first one. I mean, um, they were on the brink of elimination yeah. before it even yeah. started for good. Yeah, because I was watching that very closely as a Brewers fan. I and remember that. I they do. won that game in Houston, and that's when he said – 14 more wins till we win the World Series. And now they're back in Houston and it's all come full circle. I wonder what the Phillies' odds were to win the World Series when the playoffs started. I bet you could have got Probably a boatload. Two, three thousand, I would think. To oh, win. it had to be big. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. JOK, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. All right, let's talk a little bit about tonight's game because, you know, in DFS, everybody likes preview stuff, but they mm-hmm. want to play tonight. They're going to be rostering guys tonight. We already know boy from Cali says Mancini's going to get a home run, so we can lock him in. Let's talk about a little bit of ownership crash, okay. and we'll break down DraftKings and FanDuel separately because, as you know, no pitchers on FanDuel, so it's right. a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. So, of course, as expected, you've got the two pitchers, one, two, uh, and you got to pay for them. Uh, Justin Verchoker, 10800 and he is number one captain and number one owned guy on the slate. 63.7% projected ownership yeah. and almost 34% is the captain, my friend. And Nola at 10-6, $200 cheaper right there. 60% ownership, 28% captain. Now, are you, what are you doing with these two guys on DraftKings? Um. 
you know, I haven't even, uh, you know, my my attention for lineups anyway has been more more towards NBA today, so I haven't even looked yet. But yep. just my initial thoughts, I would think I would probably end up going with both pitchers and try and find some value. Um, and that's why I think that, that, you know, guys like Marsh and stuff like that are going to be such key plays. But I will say that it'll be hard for me to get away from guys like Bryce Harper and Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, um, just because I, I think they're they're in really good spots. It's it's tough. It's going to be a tough night as far as building the lineup. I'm, I can already tell that. So Well, I've put some DraftKings lineups together, and I've made the decision I'm going with Nola as my captain, mm-hmm. and I'm fading Verlander, a Verchoker. So I'm doing it. I know that it's against the grain. I know that it's contrarian but you know i you don't get uh you don't get guts if you don't uh throw them out there sometimes so i'm just saying that's that's where i'm going and and here's the reason why to crash is you're gonna this is amazing the third fourth fifth sixth seventh guy as Mm -hmm. far as ownership are you ready for this and these guys are i'm talking 44 percent down to 28 percent. here we go brandon marsh the third highest owned at 5,000. Trey Mancini at 58. Martin Maldonado at 46. Mm. Yuli Gurriel at 6,000. And Chaz McCormick at 6,200. So what's happening is everybody's pounding Verlander and some Nola, and they're having to go with Marsh, Mancini, Maldonado, Maldonado, Gurriel, and McCormick. Yeah. My plan today is Nola and get some actual hitting. That, mm-hmm. that you can afford by not spending 10-8 on Verlander. So yeah. those the top hitters beyond that, then you're looking at Kyle Tucker is 27%, uh Castellanos at 26, Alec Bohm is 23, Reese Hoskins 22, Gene Segura and Jeremy Pena. We just talked about them, they're both 20% projected mm-hmm. ownership. Uh, Bryson Stott also at 21, all the way down here to Jordan Alvarez, 9,800, very expensive. Uh, and that's why he's only at 19% ownership, even though he could break this slate. Yeah. And then we haven't even talked about some of the big names, you know, Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah, no Bryce Harper yet, no real Muto, no Schwarber. Um, these guys are getting almost no ownership. Altuve, yeah. as expected, you know, lower. But then Real, Real Muto is only 14%. Schwarber at 11. How about Alex Bregman at eight and Bryce Harper at seven? Yeah. So I know that, you know, you got to pick and choose here, but I'll tell you what, man, you know, mm-hmm. he, Bryce is 10K and it's that hurts. But man, if, if he really is going to be single digits like that, um, you know, one home run from one of that guy that low can be takedown, you know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, the contrarian play obviously is to take none of the pitchers and go with the bats, but I don't think I'm going to go there. I think that's a little too risky um, with pitchers as good as Nola and Verlander, but I think yeah. you might be onto it with, with the one pitcher idea. I mean, and I think a lot of people may go Verlander and not Nola too. So, but although both are getting just a boatload of ownership, I mean, the bottom line is the chalk play today, play both pitchers on DraftKings and then cheap hitters. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what everybody's going to do. 
And I don't particularly want to do what everybody else is doing. No, no, definitely not. I mean, if yeah. you want to win something, you don't want to do that. So Exactly. Now you got a whole totally different look on FanDuel. It's like having a completely different slate or sport going because there's no pitching. So that right. changes all, everything. All those cheap hitters aren't that important on FanDuel. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a whole different build. Now, I will say that, you know, FanDuel, it's awesome, though. You've got the top 15 guys between 43% ownership and 22% ownership. So healthy amounts of ownership for a lot of the hitters here mm -hmm. bulk together. So let's give a, a quick look. Uh, number one right now on FanDuel, Kyle Tucker at 7,000 at 43%. My man, Jordan Alvarez, who's almost single digits on DraftKings, second highest owned projected on uh, FanDuel, $9,500, 39%. Trey Mancini, though, still getting a lot of love because mm -hmm. he's only 5K, 35%. Then Real Muto, who we, you know, we both like. 7000 is fair price for him, I think. Yeah. And he's 34%. Altuve surprises me though. He's mm -hmm. eight thousand bucks, which I think is a lot for a guy that's slumped as bad. Thirty-two percent ownership on Altuve. Yeah, I don't think I'd go there. I mean, I mean I'm, not saying I'm not going to sit here and say he's a bad play. Oh no, no. I just, I just like him, you know, better. Like I said, when he faces a guy like Ranger Suarez, I think that's going to be his sweet spot. So that's what I'm looking at attack when he hits a lefty. But for tonight, I, I think that um, Tucker and, and uh, Alvarez even are both better plays. So, I agree. I mean, Bregman's, you gotta look, I think Bregman's in play, too. So. You got to look at recency, too. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's that simple. It's just uh, – but, again, you know, his stats don't lie for the long term either. Uh, but he's more owned than the next guy, Jeremy Pena, who's $1,500 cheaper. Yeah. At 30% ownership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd prefer that. Yeah. Castiano, 6,500 at 30%. Hoskins and Bregman are $7,500 at 30 and 29%. And then you have $8,500 Schwarber and $9,000 Harper at 29 and 25% ownership uh, projected. And then it goes down from there. Guriel, McCormick, Bohm, Stott. You know, again, guys that are high owned, the cheaper guys on DraftKings, not so much on FanDuel. So it's like playing two different slates. It's mm -hmm. pretty cool. There's no question yes. about it. Uh, hello to Francisco de Leon. I have never seen him in here before. So very nice to see you in here, here sir. Do you know? Uh, do you know Spanish? Crash? I'm reading what he said here real quick. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I don't know Spanish. Um, but hello, Francisco. Welcome to the family. I hope you're in here with us all the time. Is Mancini even starting? That's a great question. I think he is, sir. We do have some projected lineups that we can talk about as well. Um, I think he's asking you. what time the World Series starts tonight. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, it is the, the coverage comes on at eight and then the game, I think locks at like eight fifteen or eight twenty. Um, I can tell you the exact time here on today's schedule. It locks. Oh, it locks guys at eight Oh three 
Coverage comes on earlier than that. Actually, coverage comes on. They'll be doing World Series pregame for like an hour. And uh, the game itself locks and it starts at 8.03 Eastern. So hopefully that answers your question, Francisco. As far as the starting pitchers today, again, Nola versus Verlander. The odds on the game are uh, Houston minus 164, big favorite. The total on the game is six and a half. So, of course, very low uh, there. Um, so then, let's see. what As far as projected lineups, uh, let's uh, jump on that real quick, too. And, again, they're not confirmed yet, but it looks as though, Crash, tell me if you have anything different. I have Schwarber, Hoskins, Realmuto, Harper, Castellanos, Bohm, Marsh, Segura, and Stott. Yep. Yep, that's what I have. And Altuve, Pena, Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, Curiel, Mancini, McCormick, Maldonado on the other side. That's what I have as well. So I'll tell you what's uh, amazing, though. The Astros, 106 and 56, which is insane. 87 and 75. 87 and 75 for Philly. So it's surprising, really, that Houston isn't a heavier favorite than they are. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely surprising. Now, I saw on ESPN, is it true Dusty Baker has never won the World Series? For some no. reason, I was thinking he was winning it with the Giants. He's but... never won the World Series. Okay. That's that's the most bizarre thing about it is the guy's been in baseball for like 70 years. I don't know, something yeah. ridiculous. And uh, he has no World Series ring. So that's that is that is uh, makes you want to root uh for them but mm-hmm. and but they're favorite so maybe he finally gets it cuz he certainly you don't think he could go much longer. I mean, he really is older. I mean, he's like yeah. late 70s. Mm-hmm. I believe 78 or something ridiculous like that. Right. Um so there you go. All right. Um as far as tonight's game, where uh where are you leaning for your captain uh, from a FanDuel perspective? So we already talked about the pitchers. What Which hitter uh, are you leaning towards for your top play on FanDuel? Um, let me see here. I went over to DraftKings. Uh, probably going to be... FanDuel, I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know. I was on DraftKings as well. Oh, saying. gotcha, gotcha. Back over, looking at the pricing now. Um, yeah, it's wide open, and you're not going to get dead chalk. There's not like you know you have to fear taking a yeah. guy that's just getting massively owned. So, I'm kind of feeling Alex Bregman tonight. Alex Bregman, yeah, mm-hmm. seventy five hundred is a really good price. Yeah, I don't want to captain somebody that's almost 50% owned, you know? So that's, that's the main reason I don't want to go there. So I'm leaning, uh, I'm leaning between two guys, Crash. I, I haven't made my decision officially, but I'm either going to just bite the bullet, spend the 9500 on Alvarez and just do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Or my other guy that could be the key guy for me because he's he's come through multiple times. And I'm expecting the Phillies to, to be able to hit Verlander. I like Reese Hoskins again. And he's two grand cheaper than Alvarez. He's only 7,500. 
Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm leaning uh, in that direction. So, all right. Anything else? Any other questions in there? Um, <clears throat> World Series game starters. I think we went over that already. If that's your question, Nathan. Nolan Verlander. If you need to know, yeah. Nathan Feudy likes Harper today. He's yeah. I mean, uh, you're going to get low ownership on him at his mm-hmm. price. So. Yeah. You gotta like that for sure. Yeah, I mean, you you asked me who I was going to be putting in the captain spot. My star position is probably going to be Bryce Harper. So, oh, you're going to go Harper as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's on. He's hitting the ball tremendously right now. There's no question about it. Gotta like the lefty against a righty combination there too. So, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. All right, so we we talked about everything. Ownership, our our picks for the series. You've again got uh, the Astros in six. I'm going way out on a limb with Phillies in seven and uh, sort of set the tune for tonight's game and tonight's build as well. Yeah. So anything else from your side, Crash? No, we've got our predictions. We went, you know, 45 minutes roughly on one game or one, you know, series, whatever. That's slow. Uh, That's slow for Deb. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, Um, Deb's not in here, so I can tease her. Yeah, but no, I think it's it's going to be a great series, um, and we went over it pretty in depth. So good, yeah. good. Quickly, if you're watching right now, give us a quick thumbs up, and I think people will be viewing this as tonight and as right. the World Series goes on. And when you see it, all we ask takes two seconds. Quick thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the alert in the upper corner so when you know any of our podcast posts. This will be our last MLB podcast for the season, though, yeah. which is sort of wild because it goes on for like a, 11 months, it feels like. Yeah. Um, but um, enjoy the World Series, everybody, for sure. You know, we're NBA podcasts every day, seven days a week at 445, maybe a little earlier on the weekends when there's earlier games, mm-hmm. but we will be 40, 445 through the week. And then you can catch a Crash and Steven uh, on Thursdays. Uh, 6.50 for the Thursday night game and 8 p.m. Saturday nights for the full breakdown on NFL Sunday football. So that is it, Crash. Uh, enjoy it, and uh, it'll be fun flipping back and forth. I love when you have the multiple sport options. Yeah, you for sure. Check it all out. Yeah. All right, friends. Uh, real uh, quick, Coach. I want to yes. throw, throw out a uh, Boom Fantasy play real quick here. Okay. Um, you betcha, Alan. No problem at all, man. Great to have you in here with us. I'll take Bryce Harper more hits than JT Realmuto and wow. Alex Bregman more hits than Jose Altuve for tonight. I think that that's fair. And I'm going to do an impromptu live one myself, not to be outdone by Mr. Crash. I'm going to take Aaron Nola over 16 and a half pitching outs. I think he goes seven seven strong minimum. And then I am going to take, you're not going to like this one, but I'm taking Brandon Marsh under a half a hit. I think people are just so entrenched in that three-run homer. Mm-hmm. He's not, I mean, he's a defensive guy, so I'm just not on the Marsh bandwagon. And I'm jealous of his hair, so there you go. <laughs> so under one, hit, uh, under one half hit, is that right? Yes. Okay. Under half a hit. Correct. Now, you won't be able to play that together. So do no. you have something from Houston? 
Uh, no, but you know what? We mix ours together, mix them up, and match them. Yeah, you can. Um, do yeah. You know, it's we always throw out some of our best so that you can slide them in there together. So, um, and if you're in one of the states that can play Boom, try them out. And Boom Fantasy is our presenting sponsor for our podcast. They are all their link is attached here on YouTube. If you're watching live on Twitter, it's also there. And it is on our website, dfscoachtalk.com. All right, Crash. Thank you, my friend. We've got about an less hour, than an hour. Yeah. And we'll be back for the full 11-game breakdown um, for sure. Yes, Sean V's with me. Verlander is 0-6 in the World Series with a 568 ERA. And I am with you, man. Uh, I don't know if that means you're going to fade him. I'm fading him. So, Vert Choker, I'm expecting to take down about 63, 64% of the lineups. And so that means I only have to hopefully beat 33, 36, yeah. somewhere in percent of the people. So mm-hmm. that's the plan, Sean V. I'm with you, brother. Crash, thank you, man. I'll see you in 50 minutes, 5 0. And yes. we're going to have an 11 game NBA slate Friday night special. We're planning on crush killing. We yes. Are. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back next season, I guess we have yeah, to say. Next season. Uh, when we are going to certainly be looking to crush it in MLB, DFS, and Boom Fantasy.